Hi, welcome to the Sweet Slumber Podcast, the good, the bad, and the sleep deprived. I am your host, Meredith Bruff. I'm a wife, a mother of five, a childcare expert, and a sleep coach. I'm here to teach you the most effective sleep advice for infants and young children. With my guidance, sleep will become something that you look forward to again, and you will feel rested. I believe that motherhood is the most important and demanding role that we have, but the challenges and accomplishments that go along with it go unnoticed frequently. We are going to talk openly about these things so that we can draw strength and compassion from each other. I will share my perspective as a seasoned mother and help you experience more fulfillment. Hello, everyone. I am happy to be here today with a guest. It's going to be really fabulous to talk to my friend. This is Madalena Brenkus, and she's going to say her name totally different because she's from Romania. Hi, Madalena. Hi, I'm Madalena Brenkus. <laughs> there you go. That's much better. <laughs> I would not even attempt that myself. <laughs> so it's Madalena hard. is a resident in child and adolescent psychiatry, and we met through my Facebook group, Successful Sleep, right? Uh, oh, podcast. Through podcast. your podcast. Okay. Yeah. So the podcast is how she found me. Awesome. And then we met in the Facebook group and she is a client and she is in love with my work. Just a little pat on the back. <laughs> on <laughs> yours. She's, been, she's been so inspired by this experience, not just me, but like learning about sleep that she wants to become a sleep doctor, right? Yeah. yeah. Can't wait. She's so passionate about it. She has her own Instagram now where she's teaching her country, her, her people about sleep and about some of the things that I've taught her about temperament. Um, and she's just really gone into this before she's even studying the sleep part in school, right? Because you're on a break right now. Yeah, I'm on maternity leave. Yay, which is awesome. Because the other side of Madalena is that she's an amazing mother. who is all heart. And so that's one of the reasons that my methods have fit her because she wants to sleep. She knows it's important from her background, but she also, and her daughter, that's a big one, right? Yeah. Uh, but she also is just all heart. <laughs> so she yeah. needs to be in tune to her daughter and she needs to be nurturing and kind hundred percent of the time. And so my approach has been very good for both of them. And you're very patient. Uh, I try to. <laughs> with the process like just doing what you need to do right now to meet her needs knowing that at some point she's going to be ready for this all night sleep thing and you've made progress uh, sleep has gotten better it's, it's important to know that i'm not doing something wrong and that's why she's not sleeping that was a big relief for me and this is how i got the patience i think yeah yeah i love that <laughs> it, you've made progress in some areas you're just kind of waiting on the night sleep right yeah She's sleeping better du during the day. She still needs me besides her sometimes, but I get to sneak out a little bit, get some fresh food or something, and I can come back when I know she's uh, sleeping lightly and just pat her on the back and she goes back to sleep. Yay. For the yeah. first four months, I think, I she only slept in my arms. Really? So it's a big, big uh, improvement. <laughs> and how old is she now? She's one year and four months, so oh I think God. it's 16 months. Yeah, I remember when she turned one, I'm like, it's been four months. <laughs> Soon. It's three and a half. <laughs> well, I want to tell you a little bit more about Madalena. So she also um, 
is a disciple. So she's, I guess we would say Christian in our country. And she, she's very, that's very important to her too, right? Yeah. And being a mother and I assume a wife. <laughs> that's For probably sure. pretty important. It all comes together. Yes, it does. It really does. It's a great, um, I don't know, how do you say? Way it's, to live your life. Whole. What'd you say? Yeah. It's a great way to live your life. It is. But it also makes you whole. It's it's who you are. Yeah. So, all right. Well, today we are going to talk about sleep, and I'm really excited to talk about the benefits of sleep for adults. We always talk about baby sleep and pediatric sleep, but today it's time to talk about us and our needs. And so, Melina is going to help me because she's been researching this like crazy. It's partly for me and her own curiosity, right? Yeah. Yeah. So and just to know to explain better. She, she was things. helping me prepare for this workshop. And then um, I'm like, wait, you need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, I just realized there's a lovely bowl behind me. Nice. <laughs> for those I of you who, who, who watch this in a workshop or watch this on the podcast, this is my life. I got kids and they are slobs. <laughs> oh, well, I love them. And I'm, you know, I have my moments too. So, all right. Sorry. What? I'm just happy you can see what's on my right side. (laughs) (laughs) Well, me too, actually. (laughs) Um, I I actually hire my son like once a month or twice a month to come help me clean my office because (laughs) then I will do it. (laughs) He wants money. So it works really well. (laughs) we, We get organized together. Madalena, is there anything else you would like to add about what we're going to talk about today or your background or anything? Maybe just that I'm the perfect example of uh, sleep deprivation and uh, what should we do and we're not doing. Yeah, yeah. No, so it's going to be good. Yeah, I was going to say, Madalena is a mom and she has a little one. And so she doesn't have all of things in her control right now. And then there's me. <laughs> Most people don't realize this is embarrassing that I have sleep problems and my kids have had sleep problems. And it's one of the reasons I do what I do, because I I know it's important um, to sleep well. It's important to figure out what's going on. And so for me to have sleep problems is actually really frustrating and a struggle. Some of it's choice. Some of it's bad habit, because I grew up with parents who never had bedtime and I was a night owl, which Madalena will tell me is not a bad thing. (laughs) But Phones are a problem. Absolutely. We get on our phones uh, or we stay up late and we throw off our rhythm because of all the lights that are on 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night. We'll talk about some of this too, how that works. But um, there's lots of, there are lots of different disorders, uh, whether that's like learning disability or, you know, autism. Um, I have ADD and it's very normal to have struggles with sleep and that could be falling asleep and it could be staying asleep. So I remind myself that I have problems for lots of reasons and that I can change. And so I'm excited, just like Madalena said, that we're going to talk about this because knowledge is power and understanding our needs is motivating. So that's why we're doing this today is to motivate all of us to make the changes we need to and to want to give ourselves something better, right? Yeah. (laughs) And no, we're not uh, doing something wrong. It's just who we are, maybe. Yeah. Well, and like you were saying, if you're doing the best you can 
um, and it's out of your hands, like your child isn't ready to sleep through the night, uh, you've done everything you can, but lots of regressions happen. I see that all the time. Then yeah. you try not to get stuck and caught up in the sleep issues. I guess in a way you give yourself permission to, to, to put it aside, but yeah. I think it's very important to work on everything and do everything you can in your power to improve sleep so that you have a better chance of being healthy. So that's what this For is. Sure. All right. Well, thank you. I'm ready to talk to you about this, but I hope everybody else is too. Um, so Madalena, why do we need sleep? <laughs> we need sleep because it's the only way our brain gets to uh, be cleaned from all the stuff we, uh, all the residual substances our neurons produce. So in the brain, we don't have a lymphatic system like we have in the rest of our body. So uh, it has to be done with a flush of cerebrospinal fluid. But that flush has no place in our skull. <laughs> so our brain needs to, to shut down for a moment, for a night, for a few hours, so that it, um, when our neurons uh, stop uh, functioning like during the day, um, they shrink. So our whole brain shrinks a little bit, gets flushed with cerebrospinal fluid, and all the stuff comes in the fluid and gets, uh, our brain gets uh, cleaned. So this is the main reason why uh, we have to sleep and the cleansing is not done during the day when our brain functions. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is why amazing. the method. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is so amazing. I have never heard that in my life. And we hear, lots of, we hear lots of explanations. And I'm thinking about all the explanations I've heard when you say that. I'm like, wow, nobody says that. Okay. This is the recent, the most recent one. Yeah, like through research, this is what they know now. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 What else? I think there's some other things too, right? So besides this is the memory. Uh, it's all the cementing what we have learned during the day. And um, sleep provides optimal functioning for our creativity. Also, during the night, it's when... Um, most of our growth hormone is released. So this is especially important, uh, important for um, young children, for babies even, but even for us, because the growth hormone does not only make us grow. It also helps repairing our body. It helps with um, tissue repairing, with uh, protein synthesis for, for the repairing. So it's... Um, I think I read this even for um, babies and why it's important for us to, to go to sleep earlier is because um, like melatonin, it, uh, it, it is high and it, it gets released uh, mostly during the first part of sleep, of the night, maybe. Yeah, so I remember you telling me that. I was actually going to bring that up yeah. too. Because I was like, yeah. that helped me so much not want to miss the first half of my night's sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you explain that a little bit more. What happens with the um, the early part of the night? Isn't that the non-REM sleep? Yes, it's the non-REM. It's the deep sleep. Okay. So it's the, uh, the sleep when the cleansing is done. Okay. Uh, also, it's, um, it's the one that helps 
what we have in our short memory, like what we did today, go in the long lasting memory. That part of the sleep. So this is happening only when melatonin is high. So it's high melatonin during the first part of the night, even though we uh, went to bed when it's high or not. I, I think the peak of melatonin is at 4 a.m. in the morning and then it starts decreasing. So if we go to bed at two, we only got a, a small amount of melatonin to help with getting deep sleep. Wow, so much to know, I yeah. love it. Hey, do you wanna share with us your favorite resource? Of where you what you've learned from well i can't pronounce it <laughs> so i think it's pubmed p-u-b-m-e-d okay. if we you search it there are a lot i think it's the universal platform for studies okay wonderful okay we'll include yeah. that so that people yeah. can find it because you sent the uh, resource to me so i could learn the, the link is a little bit longer and um, a lot of letters short from some stuff i don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i get it the path is a long one <laughs> yeah um that's fine we'll share that in the notes and we'll make sure that people can find it if they want to learn more because some people just save yeah. this like you and I, I you sent me the link and i, I haven't read it yet because i just I'm an entrepreneur that's doing everything myself, so it's, it's hard to find the time. So I'm so grateful for Madalena because she really helps me uh, learn a lot of things uh, and it leads me to like studies and research that's helpful. So, all right. So let's let's talk a little bit more about sleep and how it works. Um, you brought up melatonin, um, but I learned from you that there's more to that too. What helps us initiate sleep? Yeah, it's melatonin and even I knew that it, it's the, the sleep hormone and the stuff that makes us sleep. But it's only like uh, an alarm for our body that tells, okay, it's nighttime, you should uh, slowly decrease your activity and go to sleep. But the actual um, substance that makes us sleepy, and actually when it, uh, it's adenosine, let me put it here. <laughs> uh, and yeah, when, uh, when this uh, hormone gets uh, in high levels in our brain, it starts um, shutting down neurons. So it starts shrinking, what I was talking is, earlier. Is adenosine, 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 I think. It's it related <laughs> to sleep pressure and napping. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so adenosine gets built up in our brain uh, with every activity we do. So during the day, of course, if, if we do less, it's it's a lower level if we do more activity it's higher that's why we're tired more when we do like exercise or something yeah so and this builds our sleep pressure like and there's certain certain activities that really build that for kids and i remember when you sent me that resource and i'm yeah, using yeah. that now in my work it's so exciting um as so much um as much uh, senses we can involve, that's why exercise involves all of our senses, uh, the better. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, and I actually like to study how to increase our melatonin as well, or at least um, help that process work better. And, and being outside and being exposed to sunlight really, really helps you to increase melatonin hormone, right? 
Yeah, because, um, yeah, I think it's the uh, the sunlight uh, and the serotonin is the precursor, I don't know how to pronounce it, <laughs> of melatonin. So at nighttime, is uh, serotonin gets breakdown to melatonin. Yes, that's what I read too. So I always recommend that my clients take their children out for a walk in the early part of the day. And I actually read that it's even better if it's the first hour they're awake. And you want to expose your child's eyes to the sunlight and I usually recommend to the skin as well but um that means no sunglasses <laughs> yeah but I love that when I go for a walk in the morning I'm like I'm gonna sleep better tonight <laughs> <laughs> but I love learning about a dentist scene as well it's so cool I think it's important to talk about the dangers of sleep deprivation because Awareness is important. We don't want to ignore it. And like I said earlier, we want motivation to change our circumstances and to make the best of our sleep. Um, sometimes I will post in my successful sleep group about sleep deprivation. And one of the first ones we're going to talk about today is what freaked people out. Um, moms don't like hearing that because they're like, I'm helpless. I can't do anything. I'm stuck being sleep deprived. Don't make me feel worse. So I, I think I told Melina a long time ago, I don't usually talk about it. Um, but ignorance is bliss <laughs> and this isn't about ignorance it's about being informed and knowing um knowing these things so like i said if you have any power you work on it otherwise learn about it and just set it aside because i don't want it to cause you anxiety so let's talk about that the dangers of sleep deprivation so we have uh, oh, short run and long run dangers uh, in the short run or uh, i don't know if car accidents can be short run but um, there are two ways in which we can cause uh, car accidents, um, either by falling asleep completely at the wheel, or uh, they discovered those micro sleeps when you just become numb of what's around you. Your eyes eyes might might not even get shut, and uh, that's when you lose control for a moment, and then you. Are like what happened, and I've had that happen. It's one of them, and it's it's happening a lot. In um, I saw studies for America, but the numbers were really really high. I can't remember them, but it it is like a national problem. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, and it's not just mothers. You know, there's a lot of people who are sleep deprived. Could be related to your job, and it could just be bad habits, and it could be a health thing or a disorder thing. But yeah. I have sleep apnea, like, and I was terrified when I, I remember it was, I think it was my last child. It was the normal newborn beginning stage where you just really have no control over sleep because your child is going to need to eat constantly. Um, but I remember driving somewhere more than once and falling asleep for like the micro sleep very, very quickly. And then snapping mm -hmm. out of it and just being so shocked that I could fall asleep that easily, that fast, that deeply. And I was like, okay, I'm not driving for a while. This is bad. Yeah. And it all—it's only takes one second. Yeah, absolutely. I've—I know some stories. Yeah. It's—it's it's very dangerous. All right. What else? So performance deficit in everything we do. We're just not that aware of what's happening around us. Um, working memory deficit that this means like I'm not completely present in what I'm doing now I'm talking to you but I'm thinking 
or maybe not even thinking of something. Yes, um, sounds like my ADD, but it also <laughs> can be related to sleep because my ADD is worse, but I also yeah. know a lot of moms yeah. relate to that. So uh, another thing is cognitive speed deficit. So this is how um, fast we think and respond to things, things around us. Like, I don't know, maybe someone scares us, but we're not even hearing it when playing, for example. And uh, I've, I have here facts accuracy deficit. So we, were, we won't be able to remember what happened not even an hour ago um, as accurate as it was. Wow. And I don't yeah. think people realize that about themselves. Like I, yeah. I know that there's times when my memory doesn't work well for not sleeping good. And uh, I have a hard time remembering words and I yeah. am forgetful, but to think about the accuracy being off too, I think that's pretty humbling. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so also here uh, we can say about decision making we should be aware when we are tired not to make decisions mm -hmm. and rational judgment yeah so it's all here <laughs> also psychological and emotional impairment um this i think most mom, moms can relate that sometimes we, we can feel numb emotionally, not feeling uh, anger or not even love the way we used to. So this is uh, quite scary because uh, here I can say from my experience, there are days or maybe not an entire day, but if I didn't sleep well, um, I can really feel numb. It's like, I know I love my daughter. I cuddle with her. I kiss her. We play a lot, but I don't, I feel like I don't feel anything. Yeah. And it's 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 all some it's all the tired stuff in my body. Yeah, and that's scary. Um, I know when you have like postpartum depression, anxiety, it can be similar. Yeah, and yeah. sleep deprivation is very similar to to postpartum depression, anxiety. So it can be confusing. Some people <clears throat> will just think they have sleep deprivation and they'll disregard all their symptoms when it's it's worse than they think. So yeah. I think that if you have long-term sleep deprivation, it's important to talk to a doctor and make sure, uh, find out if you have postpartum depression or anxiety, because um, it's possible that you're in a much worse state than you need to be in and that you can get help. And it's, we'll talk a little bit about how to fix the sleep part, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about long run. This is the scarier part, <laughs> but it's the long, long run. Let's say that for moms to be reassured that uh, for a while it's reversible. <laughs> so we have Alzheimer's disease. I think this uh, is the more mostly known. We've got cancer because our, uh, our body cannot repair itself as well if we don't sleep. So we get, let me say this, we, all, all, um, we always have some cancer cells in our body, but our body can Taken, taken down, and it's okay. We're our body does what what it has to do, but when we don't sleep well, that um, I actually just listened yesterday something about our um, we have some killer cells. That's what they are called. 
natural killer cells that go two hours less a night, go down to 30% of the normal uh, activity. So these are the cells that eliminate cancer cells or infections or, so it's really important. <laughs> I think this is where the part where our body goes really down. Okay, so it, if you miss out on two hours of sleep, then those cells are, there's 30% less of them working or they're just working at 30% less? No, it's 70% less. So it's only 30%. Wow. Okay, that that's it's, great. So, it's shocking. <laughs> that would lead to long-term yeah. cancer. Yeah, okay. long-term, yeah. yeah. And I, I don't mean to say long-term cancer, but I'm just saying like the kind that doesn't just heal itself. Yeah, yeah. So also coronary heart disease. Uh, this is something interesting that I heard yesterday too. Um, when our um, time changes during the year, when we sleep one hour more, uh, um, I think it's the the heart attacks when more the heart, uh, you said heart attacks the risk the risk the risk gets lower by twenty one percent when we sleep when an hour more we sleep less wow. just the time changing wow. and when we sleep an hour less gets up twenty one percent so it's twenty up percent more heart attacks in the oh world my gosh what yeah. that is crazy so i can relate it's, like it's really I, interesting i have signs of apnea and i was taking care of my tongue tie to try and improve my apnea which adults shouldn't deal with that but that's what happened to me um and, and one of my main symptoms of apnea is high blood pressure that i need to be on medication for and i have a brother who had a heart attack at like 42 years old dad with heart disease and so I know that it's in the family, but I also know that I have a family of people who don't sleep well. Yeah. <laughs> for me to improve my apnea, it gives me a lot of hope that my blood pressure is going to improve. So. Yeah. All right. So we have psychiatric conditions that, but they don't know if uh, sleep occurs because of these psychiatric conditions or they exacerbate the psychiatric conditions. They I mean, uh, sleep doesn't cause psychiatric conditions, but can uh, help to say it's so. uh, anxiety and depression. Also PTSD gets exacerbated with uh, sleep deprivation for sure. Yeah. And then you also listed other ones, schizophrenia and bipolar. And that makes sense yeah. to me too. And I, I also think that untreated apnea, because it's low quality sleep, that can exacerbate these conditions as well, which again is related to the tongue tie my family is trying to heal from, take care of, treat, um, so that we can treat our low quality sleep, etc. So it can be it can be kind of complex. Um, the reasons that you're not getting enough sleep, or the reasons these mental health conditions are are exacerbated, but it's really good to know that it's all related. Yeah, and they only started researching this, so. <laughs> There's we're going to go more. a lot. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot more to learn. All right. The next one is not my favorite. <laughs> yeah. It's weight gain. And uh, it's usually uh, our hunger hormone gets up. And our, our I don't know how to pronounce the word, but our um, feeling full 
uh, hormone gets low. So this is why we don't feel what we should feel. But it can happen the other way around. I was um, just thinking about me. And when I don't sleep well, I can't eat. That's really interesting. And I lose weight. So it's more like a, it's more like anxiety and depression thing for me. The sleep deprivation goes on that pattern. Okay. Interesting. But also anxiety and depression can be with weight again, not <laughs> weight loss. But we are also uh, prone to weight gain because uh, when we are up more, we feel more hunger or up more often. Okay. And we go to the fridge. Yeah. Let's have a midnight snack. All right. Is there any other long run uh, effects on our health? We also have immune deficiency, but we already talked about it, about our killer cells. <laughs> so this is the, the, this is the story of immune deficiency and DNA alteration. DNA alteration. Yeah, so it, it gets deeper. This is what uh, I was talking about, uh, cancer cells. Our DNA gets altered by uh, not getting repaired. Mm. Okay. Well, I was going to say, but also your immune system is affected in not being able to fight off sickness, right? Not just cancer cells. Going back to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. Um, healthy sleep boosts our immune system and obviously yeah. repairs neurons so that it doesn't affect our DNA, right? Yeah. Okay. It's pretty technical stuff. So you may not understand all of it, um, but Madeline did a really good job of making it understandable for us. So thank you so much. <laughs> okay. One last question for you. What can we do to compensate if we're sleep deprived? Okay. So uh, we also have here short run and long run. And on the short run, we should try to um, take naps whenever we can, especially as moms. Mm -hmm. When, if we can, when the baby sleeps, we should take advantage of that moment. The house won't ever be completely clean. <laughs> and you said that a lot. And I'm, I'm sure the moms here know it. Well, we can... Um, help us, our body sleep better uh, by uh, eating healthier. So trying to eliminate uh, junk food and uh, trying to get more uh, nutritious food. Let's say it that way. Yeah. Uh, also reducing the stress, the unnecessary stress, because there are some stuff, <laughs> stuff we can, we can do nothing about, but um, also getting some time in nature and trying to disconnect of everything and just taking everything one step at a time. Yeah. Well, and, and to go back to your reducing the stress thing, instead of looking at as I'm going to try to take away these stressful factors, which we don't always have control over, you can also look at that as I'm going to try and work on my mindfulness and my mindset. Yeah. And like, I'm really into using positive affirmations and deep breathing and meditation. So I think that is the perfect answer to those people who can't 
control the stress. Yeah, and, and actually they work perfectly. Yeah, and they actually help me fall asleep too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting nature time is kind of along those same lines, isn't it? It's exactly what you teach <laughs> for babies, yeah. but we are all babies deep down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then there's one side note for what people use to, to try and get through. And what is that? Yeah, it's caffeine or daily coffee, but okay. it only helps us feel better in the moment. And the ca- caffeine actually is a substance that is uh, like adenosine. So when we have a lot of caffeine, it blocks the adenosine to get to our neurons. Wow. Uh, but adenosine keeps building up. It doesn't go lower. And when uh, caffeine gets out of our system, we are hit by the truck. <laughs> oh, you're more tired. Yeah. And even more hard to fall asleep. Like babies when they're overtired. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly the same for us. Wow. That's so good to know. Thank you. Well, I, I appreciate that you wanted to talk about how that doesn't compensate. It doesn't help you. No, it doesn't. Or it only helps us in the moment yeah. and just uh, giving us a boost. But even if we're a lot, uh, when it's a lot uh, with a lot of sugar, like I used to drink it, <laughs> it doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what about the long run? Uh, on the long run, it's again what you teach that routine is essentially uh, important for us like creating a, uh, a program like I mean uh, by this it's going to sleep more every night and working with nature <laughs> I'm a good disciple <laughs> right now <laughs> <laughs> so having having a routine that's the same every day and yeah you taking advantage of nature meaning going outside being active um, taking advantage of natural rhythms and sunlight yeah. and dark and all those things right yeah, yeah yeah what else can we do um i think i wanted to share my my uh, personal uh, experience here okay. it's uh, whenever my daughter gets uh, goes to sleep at night uh i and start looking on facebook on instagram on emails maybe or I don't know maybe just the reels on Instagram or something funny and I just look at the clock and an hour has passed yeah so an hour is gone by an hour where we in which I could have could have read something that helped sleep but yeah or sometimes it's just I'm gonna go get a glass of water and by the time I'm back, the sleepiness is gone. Yes. So this is, I think, where we as moms can uh, be more attentive and uh, just go to sleep when we feel sleepy. <laughs> I think that is the number one thing to do. It's the most. So there's two things yeah. that help me the most. And one is deciding way before bedtime that I'm going to go to sleep and that I need to. And that I, like, I think some of it has to do with my learning disorder, but I have to actually really plan and think about how sleep is important and I'm going to bed. Otherwise, I just get into one of these numb modes where I'm not thinking and I just let myself stay up because I'm a night owl 
and I'd much rather not go to sleep. I'd rather have some alone time. So I have to be very committed. And then the other thing besides routine is listening to my body. So just being like, okay, I feel tired. I better go to bed soon because if I miss that, I'm going to be up for a couple hours. Yeah. And I notice my patience goes down the the next day if I don't sleep uh, when I should have. So there comes guilt. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want that. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Will you explain to us this belief that people have? And this is kind of the long run thing, too, that we were talking about. Um, People think that they can make up for lost sleep. Can you explain that to us? Yeah. I think so. But um, what I've discovered during the research for our workshop is that we never go to uh, go back to recover from what we've lost. This means um, that our our memory, and I think this is what they mean, uh, some of our synapses get lost. So it impacts our memory mainly or even our abilities to do something. Um, I can't think of a precise example right now, but this is what I think gets lost forever and we cannot get back. It's like retrieving a memory from high school that someone else remembers. Or I think this is the example it came to me. (laughs) Well, yeah, and also like if you're in school, you're trying to learn things or you're reading just for you're this not going to really, really important. You're not going to remember the things that you studied, and it's going to be you're a problem. You're not going to remember, right? But memories are important for me. I don't want to forget my memories. I have so many pictures because I just want to freeze time with my kids. Um, but that's one of the things mm-hmm. <laughs> that is most precious to me. So we don't want to lose them, right? Um, and then. I think you mentioned something about... um, But we are lucky now because we have pictures and videos. (laughs) Yes. Um, So, but when we get a good night's sleep, what does happen after we haven't been sleeping well? Well, everything I said at the beginning happens. (laughs) And even um, if we sleep more, uh, there is more repairing. Even for our neurons, even for our body but they actually discovered that if we oversleep it does us uh, bad also so it's somewhere between seven and eight now seven and nine hours for adults the normal range Mm -hmm. yeah well i i think that some people just think that they need more sleep but i and i used to believe that about myself but then i discovered my signs of apnea I didn't actually have a sleep study done. I just corrected the problem that caused the sleep uh, deprivation or whatever, low sleep quality. Um, But that can be why you feel like you need more sleep. That can be the reason that people are like, I just need more sleep. It's more that they aren't getting good quality sleep than some type of sleep disorder, probably. So work with your doctor. Make sure you have actually Actually, sleep quantity is as important as sleep quality. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you sleep eight or nine hours, but it's how you sleep. If you get that uh, deep sleep or not. I love that. Thank you so much. Because uh, for me, 
for me is uh, I lack the quality of sleep. Yeah. Because it's it's disrupted, right? Yeah. Yeah. I do sleep seven, eight, nine hours sometimes, but it's completely disrupted. So, so that matters. <laughs> yeah. In the long run, especially. Yeah. And I'm feeling it on my memory. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Memory and moods and self-control. That's the thing that moms notice the most. Yeah. You were worried about your language, but you did a great job speaking and teaching us in English. Pat yourself on the back. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate all your research and sharing it and finding a way to explain the stuff that is very technical and easy for you to understand, but not easy for us. <laughs> Thanks for enlightening yeah. us and helping us feel motivated and understand our bodies better and actually this all applies to children too right yeah. and then there's more kids need need sleep for more reasons so that's why we're not going into that yet but at least we have a really nice foundation and understand that need too um so i just want to let people know that you can find madalena on facebook she says to use the last name so it's b-r-e-n-c-u-s and there is something in her description about being a medical resident. So that might help. So look up Madalena, two A's and an I and an A. <laughs> I'll write it in the notes. Brancos, <laughs> medical resident. But she says because there's special A's, you may not find her with her first name. So look at Brancos. But the, I think the best way to find her is on Instagram, which will help you understand how to connect with her more. Um, and I cannot pronounce this. I'm going to have to spell it in the notes as well. But please pronounce how, um, what's your handle on Instagram? It's povestia uneginduce. Yes, see. <laughs> Which is awesome. And if you speak Romanian, then you'll probably know exactly what she just said. Well, what does it mean, Madalena? Yeah. What's it means name? a little acorn story. It's in reference to your daughter. Yeah. And, uh, and Madalena, we call her that's our so little cute. acre. That's so cute. She actually just started this um, profile on Instagram because she wanted to teach people what she's been learning. So she's already starting her work um, being a, an expert on sleep and, and temperament, children's sleep. And so she's got some really wonderful content. I'm, pr I'm proud of her. <laughs> thank you <laughs> so thank you for being with us today madalena thank you for teaching us it was awesome and um thank you for spending time with us everyone we're, we're grateful to be able to share this information and inspire and help you um so stay tuned for next time we'll be she and i will talk in the future but there will be more um episodes for you to come so have a great rest of your week Thank you for listening to the Sweet Slumber Podcast, the good, the bad, and the sleep-deprived. If you enjoyed the show today, please take a moment to write a review, leave a rating, and subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. This will also help more mothers find my show. Thanks for listening. <laughs>